Stop smoking. Put the, the weed ball. It was the down. football. I should have put the football down when I was a youngin. All right. <laughs> I took a knee to the fucking head as a in flag football. I got my first concussion. That shit was fucked. That's your fault. Stay on your feet, son. He was a good. He was a good running back. You had to go low on him. And flag. Yeah, Barry, you got to get him low. No, there is no. Nah, going I met him low. in the hole. I met him in the hole, and his knee was just like lifted up high, and I just and bang. Well, pick your you head had to, up. You're you not had, an ostrich. Son. You have to bend down. I was tall for my size. I you had to bend down pretty far to grab a kid's flag. It's on his hip. Think about his that. His knee is much lower. If he's than doing his high hip. knees up the middle, because he's just fucking trying to is get he through. Bringing so no, his knees up to his fucking chest. Yeah, so people won't grab his flag. It's strategic. Strategic. I've. Never but we talked about this two episodes ago about that strategicness shit and gazelle in flag. that shit down the field being if strategic you're running up the about not throwing the... No. Running up the hole? No. High you're knees. trying when to you get defend to yourself field, getting a concussion down. in flag football. Yeah, bro. No, there's no defense. I, I faced a That's one of those right moments there. where you just say, I fucked up, and you just move on. Yeah, I got it's fucked okay. up. I, I'd okay, that. yeah, yeah. Well, no, and now you I gotta live up. with it forever. Yeah, you have to live with the shame of knowing that you. Well, I also pulled the kid's pants down and had his ass in my face. Welcome back, everybody. You're back in here with the Pro Football Pod. You've got all the boys in here: Justin, Coach, Austin. Episode 32 coming your way. Finally, getting you back with your off-season previews. We've got the Raiders, Falcons, Panthers, and Saints coming up today. We've already touched on, uh, you know, the Bucks, so we ain't got to worry about them in this one right now. So here we go, boys. How's it going? How was your week? Hell of a week, boy. Almost died <laughs> earlier today, trying to descend down from a waterfall. But hey, we made it. We're here. Were you by Thanks yourself? Yeah, I mean, I was. With he, well, he had his dog with him, so he's not oh, always. Oh, that's, you know, yeah, no. that's good. They would have been able to help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah send exactly. Send her back home to go grab some help. Yeah, perfect. I know because I know she's <laughs> trained for that. She is. She's got the vest on and everything for it. It's crazy how the first week of free agency was like a fucking hell of a week for the Dolphins fans out there. And it seems like this past week has been a bit of a roller coaster for for the Cowboys. Like you guys have a added a lot. Coaster. You guys added yeah. a lot of fucking talent. It's like it's like a water slide that just keeps sliding downwards and we're just enjoying the ride. Because we're picking up talent left and right. Depth, baby. Brandon Cooks, he's on his way to another 1,000-yard season with his 12th team that he's played for at this point. Isn't he the guy that's been traded four times? He's Brandon Cooks, if he gets somehow in his career, gets traded for a fourth and a seventh-round draft pick, he will have been traded for every possible round of draft pick. (laughs) He's been traded for a first, twice, a second, a third twice, I believe, a fifth and a sixth a couple times, I think. Like, so it, it's all over the map. So next season, the Cowboys need to trade him for a fourth and seventh. Just he just to keep hates the consistency. He just hates free agency. That's what it is. He just really hates the whole process of all these teams bidding for him. He's like, no, fuck that. Trade me over here. I want to go play for them. I think He's picking the Cowboys. Great, great call. I mean, the other uh, big pickup was Rojo 
uh, happened like today or yesterday. I think that that fills the Zeke hole. That all the things that Zeke does really well, Rojo's capable of picking up and doing. And then all the things that he doesn't do well is what Tony Pollard exactly excels in. Yeah, but the thing is, is we kind of need a starting running back because Pollard isn't yeah. day one was, starter. Man's coming off a broken ankle. I was about to say, ankle. what is Pollard's timeline looking like? Yeah, I mean. Because that shit happened in the, in the playoffs. So you've got to figure. Call. He, so I, I will be honest, and I've started seeing it float around. We talked about it last week, and I told you to pump the brakes, Austin. Oh, we have Leg- to. It's a valid no, point you made. Legit. Do not be shocked to see the Cowboys make a move to trade up for Bijan. You get the Texas running back. Above 11, keep though. him in Texas and try to I see I don't know. I don't know if Bijan's locked in for the top 11. I feel confident in saying Number he's locked 10 in, with in the, the top Philly? 20. Philly doesn't get okay, a, a running back at all Philly, in the whole no, offseason. No, they don't they got, get anybody. They got Rashad Penny. But oh, okay, but like they did sign Rashad Penny, and if, if they healthy, don't get anybody Rashad else, Rashad Penny is solid. Yeah, but he's not going to stay healthy. I don't think they're that worried about it about taking somebody that early. So I mean, yes, Philly is a possible threat to that. But the thing again, about, like the thing about taking a running back early like that is you don't have to pay for it. They don't have to trade and acquire this person and pay a lot of money out for it. It's not going to cost them ten million. At, at the 10th pick, it's not $10 million a year. Like, it's way less than that. So I think that it's a huge benefit for them, uh, even at the running back position. Team. Because it's like they're a team that's missing so few positions. They got A.J. Brown, and they've got uh, Goddard. They've got Hurts. They've got the offensive line that you're looking for. Like, running back is kind of the weakness. I think that it's see, exactly what where, they should do. Honest, I don't know if they can get ahead of Philly because I don't see the Bears at nine trading back again, or at least back that far to 26. I don't see the Falcons trading back that far. They're rebuilding right now. They need those early picks. The Raiders are trying to draft a young quarterback. They're staying at seven. The Lions, maybe, because they're playing with house money, getting that sixth pick anyways from the Rams. Same with the Seahawks at five. But even then, I think picking them at five and six, that's still a little rich to move up for a running back. So, like, I don't, again, I don't think Philly's that much of a threat. I, the Titans, maybe to try to get that replacement in behind Derrick Henry. I don't think the Texans are. The Jets are not. The Patriots at 14 would be the team that I would be looking at. Yes, they have Ramondre Stevenson. But they let Damian Harris go. They let Damian Harris go, and Bill loves those rookie running backs to grind out over that contract. Damian Harris signed with Buffalo. That's right. Fuck. I was super pissed about that. Yeah, that's that's not going to help the Dolphins at all, man. Commanders won't. Steelers won't. I don't think the Lions would. The Bucks at 19 might. So I think safely they need to get ahead of the Patriots at 14, possibly try to see if the Texans want to trade back out of that second first round pick they have. Honestly, I don't know. They don't have too many choices right now unless they throw the house at them. The, the Cowboys didn't get like a running back like Kareem Hunt or anything, though. So that but shows that, I mean, they're, that, that, they're still available. In the they're still but, there. They are still no, out know. there. That's the thing. I know, You've but that's, got, th- that's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to explain. I could, is see, I could we, easily see the Cowboys go. getting Leonard Fournette because he does the same thing Zeke was giving you last year as far as that goal line value. You know, yeah, but in we're not going to get him now. 
especially to getting Rojo, the, his backup. No, I see at ago. this point, the way free agency is now, and it's the same way every year, you have that big pop at the beginning. You get the yep. big guys out of the way. The draft comes, you see what you think you're going to be able to attain in the draft. And then right after the draft, you get that second wave of free agency. So all these dudes that we're looking at here, either before the draft of teams think they're going to miss out on a running back, they go ahead and try to get these guys in. Or after the draft, a lot of these teams will wait, see that, oh, shit, we missed out on a couple running backs. We didn't really get the guys we wanted. Let's get a vet in here. Let's go ahead day and sign Day two Kareem or day three of the draft, there's a lot of signings that are going to exactly. happen middle of day two or day three yep. of the draft because their guy just went. And they're like, fuck that. We're signing him now. And Kareem Hunt will take the eight or ten million that teams are going to offer if it's a it. good team. He fucking deserves it. I think that well, Eckler he's thinks he's way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I think um, we'll talk about that more whenever we talk about the available free agents like that are. But I think that the the Browns are another team that needs to look at another running back, even though they have Chubb. The I, Thunder I and Lightning is so I, much a part of their team. I like, think he's a possibility to go back to Cleveland. But then again, I also think Kareem's wanting that possibility of a running back one role well exactly. he wants the possibility he, of a ring man Phil, uh, cleveland's never going to get him a championship like they're potentially going to pay him but like if you're not going for the money and you're not going for a ring like what the fuck are you playing for so you know you just sp spoke of cleveland they made a couple moves or made a move today they traded uh for elijah moore for the from the jets so the total trade was the Jets trade Elijah Moore and a third-round pick to the Browns for their second-round pick. This gives the Jets back-to-back second-round picks at 42 and 43 in this year's draft. Plenty of ammo to do what they need to for Aaron Rodgers, whether trading them both or trading one. Either way, you're not losing anything if you only trade one. They also signed Miko Hardman to replace Elijah Moore. And if you look at production-wise... They're right about on the same production, except at like just athleticism. I'm giving it to Mecole over Elijah Moore. Like Mecole's a poor man's Tyreek, in my opinion. Yeah, he's always been. We've just been waiting for him to pop off. It's interesting how they're prolonging this, waiting on Aaron Rodgers. Like the Packers don't want to get this deal done. They're waiting till the draft. Like it's just interesting how it's taken this long. Well we the know Packers don't going. have to pay him until week one of the the season next year. So for them, they can hold off as long as they want to. And they don't want him on the team. Like they're making it pretty obvious that like they're moving forward without Aaron Rodgers, but they're not going out and saying that publicly because then they lose all negotiations. What Aaron and the Jets are doing really is giving the Packers all the leverage they need to say, well, get fucked or give us that pick that you don't want to give us. Or give us that player that you don't really want to give us. Like, there's things that they can get out of this that'll benefit them the longer that they wait. And everyone knows that draft night's when it's going to happen. It won't happen after that. Because the they'll be dumb to wait until after the draft. Because you're going to want whatever capital you're getting for this year. You, you're going to want that for this year's draft, especially if you're trying to build a team without Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. You're going to need that second-round pick or whatever picks you get for him for this season and for next season. So if you wait till after, you're stupid. I think it happens right before 
Like, I don't, it might happen, you know, the first night of the draft, maybe the second night, maybe, but, but I, use, I think it happens the that. week of, and it, the news comes out a few days before the draft, it settles down, and we're focused on the draft going forward. So you have to use some of those draft picks in order to acquire Aaron Rodgers. I mean, it's going to exactly. happen. I mean, they, they could exactly. put an agreement in place, like an under-the-table agreement of, this is the guy we would want to draft here. So if you draft him at this spot, then you can put him in the trade for Aaron Rodgers and send it. But that's just a mess, and there's no reason to do that. Whenever you could just so, get the picks. And exactly. Get the... Exactly. So Instead I, of calling him and being like, hey, just pick this guy right here, and then we'll trade you Aaron Rodgers. Well, also it's me like, as a GM, just, we'll just no, give me the like, pick. No, because it's like if I don't want this guy and you for some reason want to big dick me and bail out of this move at the end, like – then I'm stuck with the player that I just did not want to draft. And uh, what am I supposed to do with that? Like you would be a dumb GM to do that. And I don't think Joe Douglas is like, I think it gets done before the draft right now. It's just all semantics, but I do like the move for Cleveland and for Elijah Moore. Cause it gives Elijah Moore the chance to become a number two, learn under exactly. Amari Cooper. Yep. You know, they both kind of have the same type of body build same type of play style. Amari is a little bigger, a little thicker. But you're getting, you know, a off season with Deshaun Watson, hopefully coming in next year, giving him an extra target. And like as it gives Cleveland another weapon in their wide receiver core because they were desperately lacking that. That's a, he'll be a number three receiver over there Behind. in Cleveland. Donovan Peoples Jones. Donovan Peoples Jones. Okay. Yeah, True. I'll give you that. True. Thank you. Thank you. DPJ, he he was solid as fuck last. He was a guaranteed He's, bet for you know what? 40 plus yards last year because FanDuel would give you that at like minus 150 odds and he was at the last like seven games of the year he was guaranteed for like 75 because Deshaun would just throw up a 30 yard bomb to him like without even thinking and it was just half he's, of his yardage is right there he's a little bit of an undersized T Higgins best way to describe him just a little bit smaller more T of Higgins. a slender build yeah yeah T's a little thicker I see that. Yep. So uh Donovan's Donovan's built for sure. Yeah, I like I like no Donovan. Slender Man. He he went to Michigan, right? Go blue. Yes, sir. Go blue. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I like him. I liked him coming out. So yeah, I I do agree. Okay, so but then look at that though. Like you've got DPJ and you've got Amari Cooper working on the outsides. Elijah Moore could just come in, work the slot. And you've got your three wide receivers. And he's I capable love of being shifty. Teams. So, like, it's huge. Yes. Now, is, is Bro, Cam he Newton... went off in his rookie year. Yeah, yeah I think he was getting and suppressed well, being over there on the Jets. For sure. I mean, well, now he's on the Browns, so we'll see what can happen. But that team, They've that got team, Deshaun the Watson. Do so look like, like they're building something over there. They've got something better the than what the Jets had. We've been right? used to so the what... Baker Mayfield Browns for how many years now? Like, that's that's been bad. So is Cam Newton going to be the best quarterback throwing at Auburn's pro day or So you saw that shit, huh? Probably. I mean, bro, those he was throwing some dimes. Bro. Some bullets. Again, he's in shorts and a t-shirt. If I went out there and cut a highlight tape of throwing in a gym with shorts and a t-shirt, I could make it look like I was NFL ready. I'm sorry, Cam ain't he's not better than 32 Never, motherfuckers ever. in the NFL like no. he said in his video. No, statistics prove that uh, out of 46 possible ranked quarterbacks in his last couple seasons, he was in the 40s. There are clearly ah. 
more than 32 quarterbacks better than you in the I'll NFL vouch, right now. I'll, I would I'll take vouch. Taylor Heineke over Cam Newton. I see. I'll vouch for him. I I don't think uh, the quarterback for the Raiders, Mr. Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he's as good as. Uh, did Cam you? Newton. I just awesome. need to ask. You're though, did you watch? Did you watch any of Cam Newton's games for the Panthers when he came back and when he, he had came his back? Whole, I'm back. Like all of that, and yeah. had a couple rushing touchdowns. He won the first he, game, and then like know his was total shit. In those next two games after that. Before he got pulled and benched, yeah, it's a rough. He had a rough. Bro, he rough went like six for back. twenty-four. Yeah, his receivers weren't liking him. They weren't. I could go better for six for twenty-four. You know, yeah. Austin, it's, Austin, that is not hard. Austin, it's simple. Okay, it's simple. I'll put it simply. Cam Newton was a quarterback whose value came from the lower half of his body. Whenever the lower half of his body aged and was no longer able to carry his career, he's no longer useful as a player. It's the same problem I think Lamar will have if he doesn't develop the upper half of his body into being his true attribute. That's the problem with a running quarterback, is that once they can't run, then they're fucking useless. That's what Cam Newton was. He was a running quarterback. He was the biggest, fastest, and best at the time. Now, he was I an MVP. Say, I do think Lamar has better accuracy and better Absolutely. touch Absolutely. Already. Already. But he still hasn't developed to be an elite passer. The only way he'll take that step in but his I, 30s is if that happens. I will say, though, like, as a, like, not as a quarterback, but, like, when you're a quarterback and you have that ability – it's so hard not to fall back on it because you just know you're able to. Whereas these other guys like Peyton and Eli and these dudes who are forced to just visualize the field, break it down within seconds, like be so methodical with everything because they don't have that ability to fall back on. So with Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they can play in a structured system, but knowing you have that ability to fall back on, you're going to use it. You're not going to stand there and just fall over and take the sack and take the loss like Brady does. You're going to spin out of that shit or break off a tackle and try to keep going. Yeah, it's going to turn into some shit because you're trying to make a play out of nothing and some dudes aren't on the same page, but you also turn into fucking awesome stuff where you see these highlights every week. Yeah, Fields got like a 70-yard touchdown on the Dolphins last year. Like for he no got fucking that every reason. single week. He did it three weeks in a row. Like, yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah, he was doing that every week. But that's something that Jimmy Garoppolo will never be able to do, and that's why I need him out. I need him out. Because he's not I mean, doing I what agree. Joey Burrow and Tom Brady did. Yeah, but he's like, Patrick Mahomes. He can't he doesn't do what they do. And we he gotta see do him what in, the, in a different system. Lamar do. Again, so dude, it, we, we have this conversation the, I feel like every week. You plug in that you just have a face in the system. Austin, we have established that you hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I fucking hate him. He's now, a I'm not a fan of Jimmy G, and his, he's a, just a good game manager and all that, but I don't think he deserves as much hate as you're throwing his way because I do think in the Has right system and stuff, Jimmy can be a solid quarterback. Has he ever completed a season? Jimmy? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy he Garoppolo. The, Does the, he deserve millions and millions of dollars for not the season, completing seasons? The season he was healthy and only missed, I think, like two games, he went to a Super Bowl. 
Missed. Still missed. Bro, do you know how hard it is for any players, regardless of position, even quarterbacks, to go a full season without missing at least one or two games? There's quarterbacks that do it, though. There are quarterbacks that do it, but But every season. You're talking about outliers. You're talking about outliers. Season on end. Like, Patrick Mahomes missed a game this year, did he not? But He's not even a running quarterback, and yet he's getting injured all the time. It, It doesn't matter, bro. Yes, it does. He can't take a hit. It's like Tua's problem. You can't take a hit. You can't stay on the field, bro. You got to have dog in you, bro. You got to have that Mike White dog in you. Okay, Derek Carr was healthy most of the season last year and did absolutely squat behind that line. I said he's a terrible quarterback as well. We can go into him as well. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Is is your argument that he's a Jimmy G is a bad quarterback or is your argument that he can't stay healthy? Because those are two different things. I think you're wrong on the fact of Jimmy G is not a good quarterback. Like I think Jimmy G is a solid quarterback given the, a good system and weapons. Well, if he can stay healthy yourself, you said you had to say solid, right? You can't even say good yourself. I mean, he's to not me, a solid is, to like, me, solid, solid is good. Like you're good enough. He's obviously good, <laughs> he's enough, good enough to get a team to the Super Bowl. The it's argument funny. is not about whether he's good or enough or not. The argument but, is whether if he can stay healthy or not. This is the NFL, bro. Sign the quarterback that's going to get you to the Super Bowl, not a quarterback that's like, oh, we can I play can with him. I can count on one hand how many quarterbacks can alone can get a team to a Super Bowl. That's what that's One what I, that that's the point, Austin. And I think that you're like you're like acting like there's another guy out oh. there instead of Jimmy G that was available that like the Raiders could have gotten that would have gotten him there. I don't think that Aaron Rodgers would have necessarily made the Raiders all that much better. That's yeah, what maybe, I was going to ask. But they would have to Aaron they have to take them to the Super Bowl. Thank you. I mean, would that's he, you I'm asking there. you, would Aaron Rodgers yes, take the Raiders yes. to a Super Bowl? You're delusional. Much better chance than Jimmy you're Garoppolo. Delusional. A better Much better chance, chance than Aaron Rodgers is not taking How the Raiders to a Super Bowl. You're talking about Aaron Rodgers back with Devontae Adams? I just saw you... Aaron Rodgers with the elite Packers team lose to the Lions in Week 17 in a must-win game. Bro, they what are you talking so about? They had so many issues going on over there. What do you mean elite Packers You don't team? think Josh so McDaniels and that organization has so many issues? Why do you think Derek Carr, the nicest dude, one of the nicest dudes in the whole fucking league, wanted He's out a cry of there? baby. Oh He's my a God, baby! He's not Austin. He's not. You you see things so one sided. It just explodes my mind. On more injury news, Russ had a minor uh, knee injury. Uh, he looks like he's gonna be ready for the season, though. So that's knee big surgery. news for Bronco. Yeah, it was minor. So like they, I don't know what that means. Uh, yeah, probably just a clean out. Yeah, something like. Season. Something from like an, a past injury or, or something. Yeah, these guys have surgeries out. that don't get talked about all the fucking time but this Broncos is one definitely that... drafting a quarterback then <laughs> dude aj hawk said he had like 27 something surgeries throughout his career that's nuts. that's wild because you're just getting like scar tissue removed but it's considered a minor surgery now Thielen said it doesn't matter who the fuck we get at number one the panthers are going to the goddamn super bowl next year so i well, love I tell the... you right now if the panthers draft uh, CJ Stroud, Will Mallerly, the tight end from Miami, who is projected in like the fourth or fifth round at number one overall, they're probably not going to the fucking Super Bowl. Well, <laughs> I'm saying where, where who, do you see that? At? You know, I'm saying more so like 
it doesn't matter if they get C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richardson or Bryce Young. He's saying Andy Dalton can take him to a Super Bowl. The Red Rifle is going to lead them to the promise. Well, Thielen's pretty sure that the Panthers are ready for a Super Bowl right now, before they even have the draft, that they're ready to go. So, I mean, there's some confidence in that. Uh, He's a veteran player that's shown some love to his city. Honestly, they've got a phenomenal defense. As we're going through and trying to compare all these defenses, they're at the top of the list on, like, every category. I mean, I always hate those quotes, though, like, oh, so-and-so player says that the team is looking right for it. It's like, what do you (laughs) want them to say? Like, oh, well, honestly, I think we're going to be dog shit this year, and I'm just kind of looking forward to vacation already. Yeah, I'm thinking 0 and 17, and then good draft pick next year. You know, that's that's like, how we're... Super Bowl or not. I'm probably going to <laughs> Disney. You know, my kids are wanting to, so you know, we'll yeah. see them down there, anyways. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that I was really glad that that didn't happen at all last year. That I didn't hear Tyreek Hill talking about how the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl because it would have pissed me the fuck off as a fan of the Dolphins specifically. Like, no, we're not. Like, we added you. That's awesome. Let's go for the playoffs. Like, let's try to make it to now the this year, postseason. Now we're going to the year, fucking Super Bowl. We're going to the Super Bowl. I said it as Vegas, soon as we got baby. Ramsey, baby. Oh, yeah. Vegas, baby. Out of your mind. Now, I'm Dude, talking about. No, Aaron Rodgers is going to be on the Jets. Dude, not it does Josh not matter. going to be on the Bills. Not worried. I got 11 Bill guys Belichick for Aaron. Still you know, the, the Dolphins have somebody we like to call the Samoan sniper. Who Do you know the that only Samoan on our team? They call he, Tua time. He's, team? he's two, six foot one, two hundred and eight pounds. Two out of time. Oh, sniping. Six foot nothing, now. can't see over his he's line, gets one. hurt every he's five one. seconds. He's 6'1", he's neck, the same as back anytime Dude, he gets tackled. You've, you've skewed. You've skewed perspective. Again, you're you one-sided perspective. You try to talk over me when I'm speaking facts, but... Again, you didn't. You just said so, you said he was six foot. He's six on foot one size, side on He's size, six foot two. Like, Jesus, On dude. size and health. Every NFL analyst out there right now big thing. says, with an asterisk, if Tua stays healthy... The Dolphins are a Super Bowl contender. Exactly. You shouldn't have to say if he stays healthy. It should hey, be- oh, let's question. keep talking about this. So, how many uh, how many games did Dak miss last year? Hey, okay. he's an older guy. Not, keep he's going. an older quarterback. That's a, yep. that's an old right. man you're talking about. Again, so, talk, you talking about Dak. So, uh, Schultz and Gesicki both found new places this week. Both the top tight end targets. Both not returning home. Schultz decides to stay in Texas. And Jaziki stays in the division. Fucking asshole, bro. Him and Sherfield sure both, though. man. Like, bro, it's so frustrating. To the bills and to the pads. Dude, like, whenever our good bills players, like, go to elsewhere, I know that Bill's going to use that guy properly. Jaziki's going to have a thousand yards next year. He will, but, like, Jaziki, because they have Hunter Henry, Jaziki will be able to be used in, like, packages. Exactly. Like He'll never, ever have to block. He'll, Jaziki will end next season with about 27 catches for 300 yards, but he'll have like six touchdowns. Not a bad season. You really think, you really think they're going to, Jaziki would like snitch to uh, the, the Pats? 
Absolutely, one thousand percent. Well, then he deserves to get beat like a you know stitch, snitches get stitches, just like Snick Stein did in the fucking Absolutely, locker room. Absolutely, one thousand percent. I think he's, oh, he's like telling completely them everything. scorned with like McDaniel and crew, just because they didn't use him and stuff. But I mean, shit. If he wasn't getting with the program and he wasn't blocking like he, they needed to him in the scheme, then like fuck him. Sorry, bro. It's hurting the team. We can't use you. This offseason has made a massive change to the running back position. Right now, none of the big running backs have signed with anybody. And none of these running backs that have asked for any trades have had anything happen yet. And it's because all of them are waiting to take the young guys in the draft first. Whoever they can't get in the draft, they're going to just start picking up Ezekiel Elliott and, and all these other guys that are available Leonard now. Fournette. I think that if you're in high school and college and you're training for the running back position, that you're fucking making a huge mistake right now. Like, choosing another position would be way more beneficial. This position is getting so undervalued that in the next couple of years, because of all these guys, whenever Zeke takes a $5 million pay cut and he gets paid $6 million a season to go and play running back somewhere and get 10 touchdowns next year, it's going to make it impossible to get fucking 10 or 15. It's going to be impossible. I will say, as far as like where you say, you know, don't play running back. So these dudes, though, at most of these guys at running back are all within the same size frame of five foot nine to about six foot one, one eighty five to about two twenty five. Unless you if, have outliers like Derrick Henry and all the way down to Darren Sproles. However, because of that, your positions are limited. You're looking at running back, linebacker. Linebacker, Maybe safety right there. if you're right faced there. fast enough. Linebacker, you me, put on 25, 35 pounds. But that's... to me, your sh your shelf life is just the same of running back. But it's, you get but you linebackers more play pay. longer than running backs. They do, and you they do get, get more valued. So look at Devin White. So like, tell me that Devin White would not be better than Nick Chubb at running back. Like, tell me that he would not be a better running back than Nick Chubb. Okay, Nick Chubb is no. now that that's someone who could Nick Chubb could possibly be better than Devin White at linebacker. I don't think so because Nick Chubb Nick Chubb's not four three yeah. speed like Devin White. No, I don't think and Devin he's White and he's not two hundred forty five pounds. Dude, Dude, he's two hundred and forty pounds at Devin four. Devin White was a running back at LSU and switched because he's a perfect beat out example though. That's a perfect example, and watch how his career, how long he's able to play compared to a running back, and how much money he's able to acquire compared to a running back. We'll see. We, no, I'm see, sure there's someone else that we can compare size, that to. It, to me, someone who's it, playing right now. It, you're correct on like the contract part of it. Like, if you can play another position, you probably should look to in doing so. But then again, it's I still mean, millions of dollars. I get that. I, it's millions it's million, and millions of dollars. And there's just but something it's about so like, many less. As millions. somebody who played like running back, there is just something of having that ball handed to you, and you know you're you just working rock. with it. The same thing at wide receiver, quarterback. When you have yeah. the ball and you're in a position of like, wanting to help help the team score, it's just a mentality too. Like okay, some okay. whatever's more whatever whatever is more important to you is do the I, money more important to you or is the ball having the ball in your hands more important to you that's a running I, back if you were going for the money that's the linebacker do i think that Bijan robinson shouldn't play running back fuck no that man is born to play running back 
Do I think that all these free agent guys that are going to get signed to teams that are going to be on practice squads and are never even going to fucking touch the field should be playing running back? Fuck no. They should be trying to play slot receivers. Fucking something else, dude. It doesn't matter. At this point, the position is so undervalued that if you're not one of the top 150 people at the position, then there's you have no business playing the position. You should do something else, especially because of the money. Like, the money al alone just makes it ridiculous. And uh, honestly, I think that whenever Dalvin Cook gets traded and then takes a pay cut and then... Uh, Derrick Henry gets traded and then takes a pay cut, these guys are going to fuck up the market. The only one that's not taking a pay cut is fucking Eckler. He's saying that he's so undervalued. The only way he'll take a pay cut is if he goes to literally whoever's going to win the Super Bowl. And I still I mean, don't know if he'll take a pay cut then. I wouldn't at this point talk, in his career. If you want to talk about injuries, that like every single running back gets hurt throughout the year. There's only like one or two that make it the entire year. It's like an anomaly if any. And that's, that's, that means you're missing out on game checks. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's true. It's a, such a physical that's, game. That's why building because depth of how is so many essential. hits you're taking. And that's exactly. why, but that's why, that's why like, having three Waddle solid missed, running backs instead Waddle of one great running games back. Last year. Tyreek missed a couple games last year. Like, the, the, you're going to have dudes that are going to miss these games, and that's where it's next man up. you got to have the depth behind it. That's but, where uh, we'll the be best right organizations yeah, yeah. The best organizations, top to bottom, have depth. They have guys like you see all up and down. They've got seven defensive linemen, six different linebackers, seven different DBs that are rotating in, and you're, that's how you build a Super Bowl team. Colby, who we got for our? Uh, we just kind of touched on them, but go ahead and give us that list of uh, you know the top available running backs still out there. So we already talked about Zeke, uh, Leonard Fournette in the show, Kareem Hunt, um, Mark Ingram. 33 years old is available right now. J.D. McKissick as well. Uh, big guy out of the backfield, kind of receiving back. We were talking earlier about Cleveland and uh, how they needed to add somebody. I think J.D. McKissick um, or Jarek McKinnon might be the perfect complement to Chubb. That it's it's a speedster back that comes out of the backfield. They catch a lot. Like it's not just another person that can do what Chubb can do and is lined up in the same formations as Chubb. It could like change up their offense on third downs whenever they've got this other guy out there. I'm really glad the Bills got Damian Harris because I was really scared that they were going to get Ezekiel Elliott. So and I did not, I did not want the Bills to have that type of goal line back. Now Damian Harris is, he's solid as hell. Like Damian Harris, he'll get you eight touchdowns a season. I did not want them to have Zeke. Now with that being said, I don't know where Zeke ends up. Like I don't know if there's a contender out there that has the need at running back to bring him in. Honestly, at this point, well, I don't know I if think. he maybe tries to go back to the Cowboys. No, he's not coming back back to the Cowboys. What about Philly? We talked no, about Philly already. He's not going to do that to the division like that. He's going down into SoFlo, into Miami, and he's going to give y'all 11 touchdowns a game. Greer has season. shown he will not pay running backs that type of value. Zeke's going to come in, and he's going to want triple what one of he, our running he backs wants is making. A ring. He wants a ring. He sees what you guys are doing down there, and, you know, you, so, you guys need a goal line back like that. You guys have two A, one A, one B running backs for first and third down. 
So statistically, last year, the best run-blocking teams were Atlanta Falcons, Baltimore Ravens, the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Bears. The Dolphins were seven. So I I think that the Falcons... The Falcons already have uh, their two young guys in Algier and Huntley. Like they need to not invest in running back at all. Why would you? Like, I think Zeke going to Chicago makes a lot of sense. Now they're not a contender, but he can come not necessarily in not a contender, dude. Like Fields could have a Lamar a Jackson right type now. season like, this, this season. year. Dude, if if Fields has a Lamar type season with all the pieces that they've added around him, if they At fix their he offensive line, like he's got receivers, he's got tight end, he's got Lamar he's got a, a bit of a defense too. They've added quite a few pieces. I think that the Bears could be one of those sneaky teams that are hard to beat on Sunday. That like you think you're gonna win, you think oh that's a W on the schedule, but I think that they're gonna be really sneaky next year. I I agree. Like speak. While we're on the Bears, just rolling into like available free agent wide receivers. DJ Chark is still out there. He's only 26 years old. I would love for them to see them add him to their roster as well with DJ Moore, with Darnell Mooney, and just add to that arsenal of guys for, and keep the youth there as well. Because I, I, I'm on what you're saying. I think the Bears and the Lions, to me, I think it's a fight between the two of them for the division next year. And I I like the Bears squad a lot. I think if the Bears what? are smart, Hold you go and look. Hold, at, Hold on. If the Bears are smart and they go and look at the Eagles blueprint from last year and how they use Jalen Hurts, that right there is how you make Justin Fields successful. Did you forget about the, uh, the Minnesota Vikings? Vikings? They are a dumpster yeah, fire of a team right now, dude. They are legitimately bleeding players like there's no tomorrow. They're losing you know in every position, and no one wants to be there. Kirk like Cousins. the Vikings. Yeah. The Vikings don't look you. scary anymore, and it looks like everyone wants out because fucking 2 chains Kirk ain't going to get it done after fucking 130. Like, it's unfortunate. Other big um, wide receivers that are available all 29 years old, Kenny Galladay, Robbie Anderson, Nelson Aguilar, I think that all three of them are going to wait until that end period of like the draft, free agency is about to start up, and that's when they're going to finally take that little bit of a pay cut to go play for the team that they want to play for. I think that those three guys could make a difference in a in a wide receiver room. Kenny Galladay, probably the least of the three that I have like any faith in. Robbie Anderson, though, it's been solid in stretches. The only unfortunate thing is that all three of these guys are known as speed guys, and they're all 29. You know, they're about to turn 30. Like, you're not really seeing a lot of young guys. Nikhil Harry, uh, Jamison, no, Jamison Crowder's pretty old, too. What would you guys say is the best free agent wide receiver available right now? DJ Chark. 26 years old. Um had a solid career. Like the other three guys above him are all shit. Randall Cops thirty two. Marvin Jones is thirty three. Julio Jones is thirty four. Like Rashard Higgins has good ability. Like he's shown flashes. Richie James was really solid for the Giants last year. But Jarvis Landry's yeah, to, available. To me though, like if you're going, that's, that's who I, I had I my think eye it's, on. I think it's easily. DJ Chark. Jarvis Jarvis hey. is a solid vet, but he's only 30 
And he's never had that top end breakaway speed, and he's only getting exactly. slower. Exactly. Honestly, I, I don't even want to bring this up, but the fact that you guys didn't say Odell Beckham, I, I applaud y'all. Thank y'all. Like, fuck that dude. He sucks. Well, n- nobody knows when he's actually coming back to play. Yeah. But exactly. Like, I want to see like him you do guys something. talked about him like, well, like, if he goes to any team, he's going to make a huge difference. Like, he's just a guy looking to get a paycheck, pretty much. Like, he's just looking to play football and collect a paycheck. This guy isn't going to go make a big difference for a team and bring him to the Super Bowl. That's, how, that's my only outlook on that guy. I agree. It's just whenever uh, anyone brings up OBJ, that's what they talk about. So there's not really too many tight ends left uh, and quarterbacks. There's never really free agents for long. Uh, defensive lineman, though, uh, Frank Clark, probably, you know, him and Yannick Ngakwe are probably the two biggest names. Uh, Clowney's 30, man, and he's still never, ever been the Clowney from that one hit whenever he was in college and the reason he got drafted so high. Yeah, Akeem. defensive line's really thinning out as well. I mean, Ashad Robinson, he's solid. Matthew Ioannidis, he's solid. Akeem um, Hicks and Calais Campbell are both old as fuck, but they are very solid depth, like, rotational guys to have to, like, plug up the middle. I think that uh, that you could see something like that. Jordan Phillips as well from Buffalo. He had a good season last year. Uh, he had a really good season last year. He used to be a Dolphin uh, before he went to Buffalo. Yeah. Linebacker's another one that's really thinning out, too. I mean, you've got Bud Dupree, Leonard Floyd. They're still out there. Zach Cunningham, Deion Jones. I mean, Miles Jack just recently got released. He's probably the top available guy. Yeah. Not as, you know, not really seeing the trajectory that you wanted to see out of him after his first couple years in Jacksonville. But, I mean, he's still really, really good. And the fact that he just got released from Pittsburgh it doesn't show a lot because Pittsburgh keeps good linebackers. Like they tend to pay yeah. them. Um, and like, if, if Flores doesn't like you and like, doesn't want to keep you around like that other people well, Flores aren't like is that. in Minnesota now. Is he's he really? DC. He's the DC in Minnesota. Hell yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, Bobby so, Wagner is the one name we didn't say. Uh, he's yeah. still available. Ever everyone Bring thinks that everyone should. <laughs> everyone C, thinks baby. that he should go there. He's thirty-two. He's the oldest guy of everyone we just mentioned. Um, you know, I'm Zach Cunningham's only twenty-eight. So like, you're still gonna get some prime time. Anthony you know, Barr. he used to be a cowboy. Now, corner. There's still a f- handful of pretty good corners out here. I mean. Byron Jones, we don't know what his health's looking like, but you got Marcus Peters out here, William Jackson the third, Shaquille Griffin, which that shocks me. I thought Jacksonville might would bring him back just because, I mean, he's still only 27 and he's got really good ability. Ronald Darby, Bradley Roby, Anthony Brown, um, Troy Hill's on the plus side of 30, um, Anthony Averett, Eli Apple, Mr. Burnt, tw- Mr. Burnt Toast, and just getting roasted on Twitter go. at all times. You fucking said it. Mr. Eli. He deserves to be where he's at right now. But there's there's a there. good hey, bit of corners even, out here. Even Kyle think, Fuller way down the list at 31. I, I like, think corner's oh another one of those positions to where teams are sitting back and waiting to see what they get in young guys coming out in the draft. Because, I, I mean, wonder, like the Dolphins. Like, the, Dolph- the Dolphins have one to two undrafted free agents they have play in the secondary every season. So, yeah, they'll go out here and get Jalen Ramsey, but then they'll also take a cornerback in the fifth round. 
Yeah, there's another Lamar Jackson in the league. Yeah, he's cornerback. He... Denver. Yeah, he used to play for the Jets. So, so there's the Jets did have Lamar Jackson at one point. They've got Keanu Neal really low on this list too. Uh, strong safety played with. Um... That's because he's in like a hybrid. Like he's going, he goes back and forth of like that linebacker, strong safety, extra, just like two-way mold essentially and so he's not like great at one position but if you can use him as a right chess piece he's you know he can be a playmaker for you and there's not he's a lot just, of those guys there's that are not doing a lot that. of well not even that but it's more along the lines of if i have you on the field i need to be able to audible and not worry that you're out of position tell you taylor rap being 25 that'd be a nice little safety you can pick up taylor rap's just too slow He's another one of those guys. Like he has the speed and stuff of what should be a linebacker, but he has the size of a safety. My favorite safety here is probably Adrian Amos. Like if I was to pick one up for my team, probably be Adrian. I Amos. love Adrian Amos. Honestly, man, all those running backs should probably just go play cornerback. Yep. Because there's so many good cornerbacks right now, and cornerbacks are getting paid like a motherfucker. Paid. All you gotta do is be quick, be fast and quick. So, and yeah, the, uh, this is the like, year of the DB, man. I mean, between the draft and all these guys that we're talking about, like, I mean, there's so much availability to, like, make teams better. Yeah, man, if you're looking for, like, the real position that matters, the top kickers that are available are, like, Mason Crosby, Robbie <laughs> Gold, Andy hey, bro. Brett hey, Mayer. The Leopard Chargers know. Let Staley know, dude. I'm talking to the Chargers right yeah. now. How many games come down to a fucking kicker, though? For real, though. Literally, like, most games. Say, like, 10 all out right. of the 17. It is the time you've all been waiting for. You've been sticking around for this moment right here. We're back Woo-hoo. into our off-season previews. Burr, 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 burr. Let's get it. We've got the Raiders coming up first here. The Las Vegas Raiders, mind the you. Raiders. <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders. So uh, the Raiders are coming in this season right now. Let's see here. What did they finish last year? What Almost did they last. Last year, what what was their record here? Oh, six and eleven. They went six and eleven last year. They've got a fucking bevy of draft picks coming up. Though. They pick. They've got uh, seven overall in the first round, which everybody's just going ahead and posting a quarterback there, which. Rightfully so. Get a young guy in there. Learn under Josh McDaniels. Probably going to be Will Levis. Figure it out. You got uh, pick 38 overall in round two. Pick 70 and 100 overall in round three. Pick 109 in round four. 141 and 144 in round five. And, you know, a couple other picks after that as well. Uh, This is a big year for them. Shit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven picks in the top 150. I mean, I... If they're smart with it, the Raiders, they can, you know, maybe make some bit of a comeback, no matter how fucking much you feel about Jimmy G, Austin. I think he's good enough for a young guy being behind him. Hey, he better bring him to the promised land because I tell you, this is their year to go to the Super Bowl and win it because the Super Bowl (laughs) is being held in Las Vegas, baby. We got 325 days, 21 hours, 38 minutes, and 43 seconds till that baby goes down. Let's go now. But Jimmy G's not going to bring him there. I don't don't know know if this is a a well-kept secret, but the Las Vegas Raiders were not very good at covering the pass last year. 
And there's a I, lot. I can't name a secondary player. There's a lot of cornerbacks coming out of this draft and that are available in free agency right now. So I feel like if there's something that the Raiders need to figure out, it's probably the fucking coverage, like maybe pass coverage. So a little bit of a Josh pass McGann rush. Pretty, he's a good defensive mind or is he more offensive? He's 100% offensive mind. But who do they well, have for their D.C.? But see, they have to rebuild that offensive line as well. Like, yeah, so. that's oh. what's scary. It, it, they were decent because they were good against the pass block. They were like ninth, but seventeenth against the run block, ninth against the pass. I'd rather be in the top five of one of those if I was going to be in seventeen on the other. Like, that doesn't really scream efficient. We t- we talk about these quarterbacks and wide receivers or running backs that are like top tier guys, but really like these old linemen and like cornerbacks that get drafted pretty early, like that people stack up on that make differences for these teams. Like the Raiders aren't going to be able to acquire that much of what they need to, in order to make a difference. Well, especially I mean, sending off Darren Waller, you just lost one of your best athletic playmakers straight up. And Josh, Josh Jacobs isn't getting any younger and you just put a whole season of almost fucking 400 touches on the guy. Just wear and, and tear. So, as of right now, as it stands in the AFC West, I I have them finishing fourth. Like, I don't see how they perform anywhere good enough to be able to make a sniff at the playoffs next year. I mean, they got a tough division to deal with. Then, then that's why. That division's going to be tough. You expect the Broncos to make a comeback. The yeah. Chargers are always going to be a threat with Justin Herbert, and you got the fucking Chiefs just raining shop on everybody. I think yeah. the consensus for them to take the fourth quarterback uh, at, at seven and taking Will Levis or Richardson or whoever the fucking guy is, I think that it's it's a mistake. I think that people forget that Josh McDaniels was trained by Bill Belichick, that you don't ever do what people expect in the draft, that more than anything, you trade back. You you get the seventh pick? Great Fuck point. yeah. That means I get two first-round picks next year, and I get Great a second-round pick this year. I think that he trades back and then takes the values uh, because he can get a cornerback in the mid-first round that is going to be a solid fucking corner or a defensive end that's going to be a, a pass rusher or maybe an interior offensive lineman for the guy from Florida, I think, is like the number one guy. He could get taken in like the second half of the first round. So you trade back one or two times. You trade back again with these third round picks, these two that they have. They turn all these fifths into thirds and fourths next year with seventh round picks this year like that's the type of moves that could make the Raiders really develop I think Devontae Adams is still only 28 or 29 so you're going to have years of production out of him they're going to get to see their first year with Jimmy G I think as an organization the biggest mistake that they could do is drafting a fucking quarterback at seven I think that that's a huge mistake for them especially this year if they suck and they're horrible, like we've talked about so many times. There's a bunch of quarterbacks that are going to be available Valid. next year that are going to be worth, like, tanking for. Who's Valid. their backup quarterback, though, you know? Because, I mean, Jimmy's pretty known for getting injured, so. You As of right now, I don't really think they have anybody, but it's also one of those things to where if you're able to – see, for me, I think you're onto something. I think if they're able to skip out on that quarterback at seven, trade back, or take the best – defensive player available at that spot 
then you look at maybe somebody like Hendon Hooker in the second round. Ultra-efficient quarterback for Tennessee last year. If he did not have his ACL injury, I honestly think he would be penciled in as quarterback number three easily. Yeah, Yeah. 100%. 100%. And I to think me, that would be a steal be. for that. I, I can't believe it's going over everyone's head. You you mentioning that just reminded me of that. I was thinking that he was a it's junior the injury. because of It's the knowing injury. that he comes in and he's not going to be a factor for you this year, which is fine for teams that have a guy like Jimmy G or something to bridge that gap. But, but for other teams that are picking like the Colts or Houston – you don't have that luxury of taking Hendon Hooker because you're not trying to keep drafting early every year. Yeah, but with the fact that there's this many good quarterbacks this early and like he hasn't even been mentioned, it's kind of baffling. Like it's because the teams. Yeah, it's just that, the injury. Yeah. So moving on to our next team on the list here, we got the Atlanta Falcons finishing off the season last year at seven and ten picking at number eight overall in this year's draft, starting out in the first round for them. They also got uh, pick 44 in the second round, pick 75 in the third, couple picks in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks for them each in one of those rounds. So, you know, you're looking at five picks in the top 115 for them. I like I like that setup. They've got Calais Campbell coming in for a visit, possibly giving them that defensive vet presence on the line. I do like what they've I, done in the offseason to this point yes, so sir. far as well. I know, Keith. Heineke. You got Heineke in there as a backup. They also brought in Jonu Smith. We talked about that last week, I think it was. So, I mean, yeah, that's actually know, huge. They're making moves, and I like, I like what I'm seeing out of them going into year three with Arthur Smith and his system here. So, you know, just kind of it's for the Falcons fans, I feel like it's more, you know, you're just in that hopeful position. Like, if things are bad, fine, draft a quarterback, kind of pick it up, keep going. You're not expected to really do anything this year. So, to me, anything over six wins for them coming out of this next season as well is just a bonus. Like, I don't expect them to do too much. I mean... Six wins to cover all the spreads, you know? Be that covering team that you were last year. The, exactly. See, if you, you cover... Know? if We, lo- we so love them when they cover. Good teams win, great teams cover, you know? So exactly. the Falcons were a top 10 team in every offensive category except for quarterback. Last year, they were number one in run blocking, top 10 in running, passing, pass blocking, all of it. So there was unbelievable. So they're a quarterback away from being an offensive powerhouse of a team. Their offense is a quarterback away. They have a rookie that they're going to be trying out. So they're going to be figuring that over the next year. Their offense is a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl? No, from being a powerhouse offense, like I said. So they're... Pass rush and coverage are both bottom five in the in the entire league. So I feel like that's absolutely where they go. First round, second round, like their pass rush and their run blocking were both top 10 in the league. They don't really need that much help on their offensive line. Their offensive line played really well last year. They just didn't have somebody that didn't have a lame duck attached to their arm capable of throwing. Or was a rookie and Barry didn't really Oda? get a lot of time. Bro, that guy's done. He was able to throw an accurate but never a very high-velocity ball when he was in college. And then they made him the number two overall pick because the Oregon Ducks have really good uniforms. And I get it. They are really good. But I think that first, second round, we're probably seeing defensive end at pick eight and then maybe cornerback at pick 44. 
uh, for for the Falcons. But yeah, I it's, like the, I like the Falcons. They they're doing they're doing what's right over there. They're their offense team is that, surprisingly good. Yeah, they're like, stacking like, but they're not a team that's like, oh my god, Super Bowl contenders. They're just they're kind of building over there. It's not like you just definitely can't say oh Super Bowl team. Like the they Dolphins, don't have you know? what it takes. All right, moving on to our next team over here. What we've got in the offseason preview. I've got. The, we've got the Carolina Panthers here. This was because we set the order list before any trades were made. So here's the Panthers preview for you. They finished last year at 7-10. and 10. Now, as far as draft pick goes, they have the number one overall pick now that they acquired from Chicago. Still have a second-round pick, a third, two-fourths, and a fifth. So, I mean, plenty of ammo there to work with still. At number one, they're going to go quarterback. I think they go C.J. Stroud. To me, he just kind of fits what they're going to do the most. A hot take. I don't think it's, it's that hot, hot of a that, take. That's pretty hot, bro. <laughs> I don't know, as man. As soon as the Panthers... Air 15 going, bro. No, he's not going to Yeah, it's definitely a possibility, though. The Panthers would be flip. dumb to take him at number one because they could they trade already... back and get more picks if they wanted to to do that, and they don't have yeah. to take him number one. So well, they're not taking him number one. They don't. After. I mean, a lot of people are pretty high on AR-15, man. They just like his body style, you know. That not for number one overall. Yeah, they do. When you need like, a quarterback, somebody hey, that has to here. throw That's the ball. That's all I'm saying. It's said here. Somebody that has to Time's throw stand. the ball, you're probably going to take C.J. Stroud before you take it. AR-15, if he doesn't come out and have a Lamar's second season type of season... He's going to take the running quarterback back another three years. You're going to see what happened to Lamar where, oh, he's not viewed as an actual quarterback. He's viewed as a running back that plays quarterback. Get taken at the end of the first round, and that was the earliest anybody was willing to take him. Like You're going to see that happen after AR-15 if he's not like the truth. If he doesn't dark-skinned, faster Josh Allen. Do you get that? Is that I, I get it. No, 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 no. I get you it. See I'm it now? I still think so everything like, I said so is him valid. Getting, so whenever a team sees a Josh Allen, and they're like, well, shit, I want one of those. Carolina's had a Cam Newton. Now you kind of get what looks like a better frame of a Cam Newton. He ha- hasn't accomplished as much as Cam Newton, but he just looks like he'd be better than Cam Newton in the type of NFL that we're running in this year. That's who you would take overall. I am not with it, Justin. I completely agree with you. CJ Stroud overall is who I would take, but I could see Carolina taking AR-15. So, so um, I think I think Carolina, the smartest path for them is you go your quarterback. I think in the second round, you turn around and try to take a wide receiver, maybe hoping somebody like Jalen Hyatt, Hyatt falls to you. Hyatt. Somebody like that. Maybe Kayshawn Boot out of LSU, Cedric Tillman out of Tennessee. But, I mean... Because to me, like you lost DJ Moore, you're going to get a rookie quarterback in there. He needs even, target. Like even with DJ Miles Moore, Sanders, even when they had DJ Moore, they were still the 28th team in receiving. Like their receivers didn't do shit last year. They didn't get separation. They didn't do anything no. to help anybody. Like the team gave up on offense. And honestly, across the board, the Panthers were very mediocre. They they're, have a lot of holes to fill. They're a lot like the Falcons to me, though, to where their defense was good enough. Their running game was solid enough for them to lean on week after week to where your weapons on the outside is your most important thing for you this offseason. Like, 
to me, especially you're getting Frank Reich in here. He's establishing a new system. You like you just said, you're you had DJ Moore and your receiving core was terrible. Like you just lost him. You've got to replenish that somehow. They have other than Adam Thielen, who's pushing 32 years old. You don't really have anybody else on that roster right now. I mean, it, you you've got to do something. And I mean, Miles Sanders isn't going to immediately just give you an extra two touchdowns a week. The other thing is that the Panthers made such a big mistake trading up the way that they did, I think. They only have seven total picks in, in the draft. Like, the Raiders are sitting at 12 picks. They've got, like, three threes, two fours, two fives. Like, it, it's a little bit ridiculous that they're trying to go all in on this one quarterback position whenever their whole fucking roster is horrible. Their pass blocking was top 10 last year, but that's the only category that they were even decent in. I agree with you there. However, where they pick at nine, they knew they had to get ahead of the Raiders. So if the Seahawks, the Seahawks are in talks about possibly taking a quarterback as well, have to get ahead of them. The Rams, whatever. But you have to get ahead of the Colts who pick at four. So you're looking at maybe sliding in there at uh, three with the Cardinals. But in doing that, you're leaving that first pick still open where somebody can trade into that. And you know the Texans are taking a quarterback. So I that think... comes into are we trading up with we're cool with whoever drops in our lap? Because if so, yeah, you should have traded to three. But if not, then you have to trade to one so you can guarantee that you get your guy. It, no matter who the Panthers pick at one, I don't think that they're going to be good this year. So even if they get their fucking guy, getting next year's their fucking guy could be or should be way better for them, especially if they have a better pick than the pick this year. I think that they should have traded back from nine to get more picks, try to get somebody else's first round pick next year as well. Like try to build a franchise the way that the Browns did. There's there's blueprints in place for building up playoff caliber teams from nothing and Carolina unfortunately isn't a place that has free agents that want to go there like they lose all their guys after two or three seasons they need to build a culture this is their they their fresh restart they've got a new coach I think that they're going about it all wrong and it's just so that they can make their fan base happy CJ Stroud's gonna make everyone happy as fuck me and Austin are probably gonna drive to Charlotte and go see a Panthers game to see at least one with CJ Stroud like, just because, like, why the fuck not? Why wouldn't you? So, like, I mean, CJ that... Stroud and a great defense, and they're pretty close to us. But as as well as that, I'm trying to go see Taylor Heineke and the Falcons. I'm trying to go down there and see what's good with the, the Heineke boys. Yeah. We got one more to go? One more to go. We're finishing Ooh, off with the Saints is... here, going down to Nolens. They just picked up Derek Carr the in the offseason. They've, uh... Their first round pick was originally traded to Philly. However, in the uh, Sean Payton sweepstakes, they got the 29th overall pick from Denver, which was now from pause. Miami, which was from San Francisco. That's now correct. Pause. Now pause. What the fuck? This oh. has, is this is this the first time this has happened where a coach has been no. traded for a pick and shit? John like, Gruden got traded for a first round yeah. pick when he went from Oakland to Tampa Bay. You know what it okay, is. Well, so, 
this pick people around is my just, age don't realize that coaches can get traded for picks. This pick is just a slut. And it was just slutting itself up in, in over in Denver. Slut? And it was like, I need to get the fuck out of here. So, you know, it's it, on the way to the Saints. I bet you they trade it. I bet you they trade this fucking pick. I bet you they trade it, bro. Like, watch it. Watch them trade this pick. Nobody wants this fucking pick. <laughs> Whose pick is it? <laughs> it was San Fran's. And then they gave it to Miami, who then gave it to Denver for Bradley Chubb, who then now gave it to the Saints for... Fucking Sean Payton. Sean Payton. What pick is it? The 29th. But I mean, trading trading for a coach, it's not complete. It's rare, but it's not like a few years ago, honestly, the Dolphins were in talks about possibly getting John Harbaugh from the Ravens. But the hang up on that was the Ravens wanted two first round picks for it. And it's like, yo, whoa. I think we should have done it because of how the past 10 years has been. Uh, or however many years so it's been. I would have said, I want John Harbaugh and your entire front office. Jesus. That's what True. I would have said. True. It's not so they, you, I want that. You can't I want get Eric. I want Eric DaCosta coming with him as well. It's it's just crazy that you know people in the front office of that organization. You guys Bro. are just cracked. Okay. Bro, moving this on. This is what I do. <laughs> I know. Moving on. Uh, so, do the Saints have two first round picks? No, they have one first round pick at pick number twenty nine, and then the they Eagles have, uh, have second first round, round pick. pick. But where Third, is the fourth, Saints' fifth. original pick? They gave it to ten. the Eagles. Yeah, it would have been ten. That's motherfuckers, dude. People always give their picks to the Eagles, and look what they do with them. Yeah, <laughs> fucking build a team over there. Yep, well, that's they what they traded been doing. that last year, trading up to get Olave. So I mean, it's you know, giving you take, I guess. But yeah. I mean that's paying either way off they still they the still get a first round class. pick this year, and like you said, Colby, that I would not be shocked where it is the back end of that first round. That's when a lot of teams that are you know think they're going to miss out on the guy early in the second round try to move up, get that fifth year option. So I would not be shocked to see the Saints move back out of that pick and pick up some extra picks in the later rounds there. So I can actually. Free... He's so... not a free agent. He's uh he's, he's signed. He's coming back on a one year deal. Yeah, that's uh, that I, I don't like his injuries. I could see them actually trying to trade up from that pick, uh, with them losing Kamara for the next season. Plus, you know who knows with Mark like Ingram, what, Tony Jones. They don't have a they don't have anybody. Like they could end up trading um, up a couple picks and taking Jameer Gibbs. Uh, at the end of the first round, as the second running that back off, would the... be crazy. And then, like that's that's Kamara Kamar. exactly. It, it is, Kamar. and then Kamara's like, on his way out in the next couple of years, of course. Like... So this guy gets to get the Zeke Tony Pollard treatment, where like this guy's the main guy, but then I come in to help him out, and it's like what Dalvin uh, Cook and um, damn, I can't think of his backup right now, uh, but the guy that's... looks just like him. Like it's the same situation there. What you just mentioned, though, that's kind of an interesting to talk about. Interesting thing to talk about, like the backup running back behind that tier of a running back in front of him, the starter, like Zeke, uh, Saquon. So, I mean, Kamara's only facing a six-game suspension. Oh, so it's come out. It's yeah, like he hasn't news. been formally We're charged with here. anything. He's been indicted, but like he's he's only set for a six-game suspension. That's not even as bad as Deshaun Bro- Watson. 
I told well, you it shouldn't be that. people and it only shouldn't be as I mean, yeah, yeah. You, I mean, we should have thought about that legit, le- legitimately. Like, well, no, nah, man. I the way they treated the running backs ago. in the past, the uh, way they treated are running pretty, backs uh, with assault, assault charges are pretty heavily. Like, if it was domestic violence, it'd be way different. That's the big thing: is that it wasn't domestic violence; it was assault. So, like, that's the that's the real tier. They do have a couple of holes to fill, like for sure. Pass rush is another big one for them. Uh, their running game could have been better last year. They're receiving. It seems like with uh, Alave and keeping Michael Thomas, that they're going to kind of be set in that category. Their line also was really bad in the pass rush, though, um, uh, like pass blocking. I think that that's probably the biggest thing that they look to improve on. Funny enough, they were the fourth most efficient team in passing last year. And who, then in and pass, who is going to be that passer this year? And in pass blocking, they were 26th. So, like, Who's whatever gonna... their system is, was able to make it to where it, it was Andy Dalton most of last season, right? Yeah. Like, he gonna, was very efficient. This season, though. Derek Carr. Derek Carr. They paid him a bunch yes. of money. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Keep yeah. up with the news, Austin. No, I know. Oh. I just, it's just, it just doesn't stick because he's not that good. It's just like, <laughs> you just did it out. If, Andy if you're Dalton. You're not a top five quarterback in the NFL. Austin thinks you are trash. Yeah, seriously. Because yeah, I, I would be a five quarterback in the NFL. It's easy. Why are you not just throw a top the ball. five quarterback in the NFL? Because I got arrested my senior year of high school because someone put a bottle of vodka in his senior law, and so the five cop cars pulled up to my car and searched my hope, car, and so hope, I got my scholarship hope, revoked. Hope, 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 hope. Do you know how many stories of guys in the NFL that have been arrested and had to go to JUCO and had to grind their way and yada yada all? Oh yeah, and, and it still made fucking it? happened whenever they fucking wanted to go play football. Get the fuck out of here. Life hurts, all, motherfucker. All I hear from you, all I hear from you, is a big Santa hey, bag of excuses. Hey, you know what I hear? You ain't got one of these, bitch. Go get yourself one of these. Yeah. Uh, you, Go get you yourself one of these, Garrity a state champ. Showing me a high, the high school state championship ring state right now. State championship ring, boy. Friday night lifestyle, baby. I'll throw this shit out the window. You go get it out the bushes, bitch. I ain't getting that. All right. I'll throw that shit 85 out the 85 switchblade. I love all y'all. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up there. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, dealing with our shenanigans and all of our bullshit. We've got the off-season preview continuing next week for you here. Next week, the four teams we've got coming up are the Tennessee Titans, the Cleveland Browns, the New York Jets, and the New England Patriots. So we're going to dip our nut sacks on some of those teams there. Those are some gross teams. You know, fuck those teams. But we got to talk about them because we're obligated to. At least we get to talk about Vrabel's team. You know, at least we got one good team in there. Yeah, There's a molester team, a team that's not even in the right area, not even in the right state. That's what the fuck's going on with those teams, The New Jersey Jets. The New Jersey Jersey Jets. Jets. Let's call them how it is, bro. All right. Well, follow us on the uh, Twitter machine there at pro or yeah, pro football underscore pod at Austin at Austin underscore PFP at coach underscore PFP at Hulk underscore PFP. Hit all of our guys up. Hit us up. Twitter machine. Do it. We love you guys. Peace out.